This is Keep Me Free with Myron Mael. You know, the Lord is so interested in our hearts. The Lord is so interested in our hearts because what is in our heart and what touches our heart affects the vessel, affects the temple. So your heart is like a monitoring system for your spirit. When the heart is at rest, when the heart is at peace, then the temple can can have a functioning place in your life. See, to the born-again believer, there's a temple inside of you. And the importance of the heart is to monitor the atmosphere around the temple. See, the temple that's inside of the born-again believer, where the Holy Spirit resides, it requires maintenance around the temple. Meaning the heart has to be constantly pruned of the things that are offensive to the temple itself. See, there's mindsets and understandings that are offensive to the Lord. Mindsets of unbelief and, and, and mindsets of, of bitterness. You know, so often the roots of bitterness, we don't realize that many of us in our heart space have bitterness inside of us. I was watching this show and this could apply to most human beings. They were talking about things that have affected them in their lives and their present relationships and how they can't form proper relationships as adults. And most of the individuals could speak of times in their childhood. You know, I believe that God's enemy is a master of creating wounds in the child. Areas of dysfunction, areas of neglect, areas of abuse. And he fosters these abuses and this neglect. And he, he, he churns and churns the, the, the mixture of dysfunction in a person's life so that it might blossom and manifest itself. The Bible says that when, when, when sin is conceived, it's a conceiving of sin. It's a conceiving of the essence, the seed of sin in our, in our heart space. And it can be cultivated over a period of time till one day it blossoms into something and it leads to death. That's something. So I believe that God's great enemy is a master deceiver. A master deceiver of pain and, and dysfunction. He loves to weed. He loves to inject hurt, harm, and destruction into our heart space. And that's why it's so important to guard your heart. The word says, the Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. And see, I'm a firm believer in the Psalms as a cure. I don't know if individuals understand that the Bible is a cure. It's a, it's a medicine book. It's not just a medicine book with formulas and recipes in it, but it itself is a medicine. And I believe that the Psalms is a medicine, is a medicine for the soul. It's a medicine for the heart. As you begin to dive into the book of Psalms, God's heart is revealed in the Psalms. He says, I inhabit the praises of my people. I inhabit the praises 
Well, we have to understand that the Psalms is really a praise book. It's a book of, of revealing God's heart. And see, as we become exposed to God's heart, our heart is exposed to us. And we can make the proper transition. We can make the proper exchange. God is not offended by the things that the enemy has placed in your heart. He's offended by our unwillingness to exchange them. You know, see, I grew up a neglected child. Not that my parents didn't love me, but they were children of neglected parents also. So I grew up with this deep insecurity in areas of my life. And as I got into relationships as an adult, those insecurities would surface. And I didn't for so long realize that I was functioning and acting in an insecure mindset that was in my heart because of offenses that occurred in my childhood. And then as I really begin to seek the Lord as a relationship for my life, not as just some thing, some individual that I knew died for my sins, some, some, some reality that I had accepted as my Lord and Savior, but to bring that, 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 that confession of faith in Christ close to my heart space. So you have to bring the confession of the Lord Jesus Christ close to your heart space. It can be in your mind. It can be a truth to you. And see, so many people, so many of us live a truth that Christ died for our sins, but it's not embedded in our heart space, meaning that it's not something that that stirs around inside of us and becomes the nucleus for our existence. It becomes the power source for our life. The confession is in place, but there's so much that goes with that, that comes with that confession of faith. There's a relationship. And God is, and, and, and our Lord Jesus Christ is interested in the relationship. You know, it's like some, so many people get married. They, they get married for many different reasons. They get married for financial reasons. And get married to to build power sources and power, bring power families together. There's no love there, but they get married for reasons outside of love themselves. Well, many of us have that relationship to Christ. We want to be go to heaven. We want that that beautiful experience of of, of knowing and, and having Christ in our future. And to some degree in our life, but we don't have a personal love relationship with him. We just have an agreement. We just signed on an agreement. We signed up for an agreement for eternity. See, we signed up as like an insurance policy. We, 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 we believe in Christ as an insurance policy. Like we would have a life insurance policy or, or, or some sort of, uh, 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 health insurance policy where we can go to the hospital if we get sick. We die, we know that the Lord is going to redeem us. <coughs> but there's no working relationship to the policy giver. 
There's no working relationship to the policy giver. We haven't entered into direct consultation with the policy giver. So we kind of treat the Lord Jesus Christ as a as 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 an insurance card in our wallet in case of emergencies. Break the glass. We we'll see the Lord Jesus Christ is so much more than that. And see, sometimes we don't realize how and why he works on us and meets us and, and brings certain calamities to our lives and certain. And then we, we, we want to know why God is, does this or is, sits back and allows this to happen, allows that to happen. You know, so in me, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the Lord oftentimes allows tragedies to happen to Believers, especially to bring them to the relationship that they might run to the relationship. See, oftentimes we as believers, we run away from Christ when we are in trouble. We run to our friends. We run to a book, a self-help book. We run to alcohol. We run to drugs. We run to a analyst we run to a counselor we run to someone and we sit on a couch in a chair and we tell them all our problems but we don't run to the Lord we don't cry and say Lord I'm in trouble Lord Lord, I'm in trouble and I'm coming to see you, Lord. Lord, I'm hurting and I'm coming to see you, Lord. Lord, my heart is broken and I'm coming to see you. Because you're not just medicine, Lord. You are medicine. You just don't have it in your, in your medicine book, in your medicine bag, in your medicine box. You are medicine. You are the cure. So see this, see this notion that we are a temple of the Lord, that the Holy Spirit resides in us, is a special relationship to God that, in my opinion, no other religion gives you. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. See, this is not just you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. He died and was buried and rose from the grave. And that's an understanding that you have. It goes beyond that. He is now in relationship to you. He's placed his Holy Spirit inside of your spirit. See? You are now a dwelling place for the living God, for his son to reside in your spirit, man, in your spirit person. Man and woman, you're just not some information storage place for God. You're the actual house, a dwelling place for him. A tabernacle. A place where he can find rest. You enter into the Sabbath. You've entered into the Sabbath of God. God is resting his spirit inside of your spirit. That's how you are born again. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you are born anew, born again. Born of the family of God. Don't worry, this is the 18-minute preaching.
So God is interested in your heart because see what affects your heart affects how the temple can function in your life and the type of productivity that God can get out of you. When your heart is filled with so much thing, so many things of the world, so many dysfunctions of the world, you focus on those dysfunctions. You focus on your ills, even when you don't know it. You're living out of those ills. You're living out of those dysfunctions. You're living oftentimes out of the iniquity that your mother and father and grandfather and grandmother created. You're not even living your original life. You're living the life of someone else. Making the same mistakes mama made. Making the same mistakes daddy made. Choosing the same type of men. Choosing the same type of women. Never being free. To make your decisions in Christ. And this is the born again believer I'm talking to. I'm not talking about the unsaved world. Those that have rejected Christ. I'm talking about the born again believer. Our minds filled with so much foolishness and fantasy. Because our hearts have not been captured by the Lord. Our hearts is captured by everything in the world. We're like little children chasing shiny Balls that's bouncing around, shiny objects dangling in front of us, chasing the shiny things and not coming into a true relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because of the emotional attachment of the world. See, those shiny things have emotional attachment to them. They're trinkets. And sometimes we open up the box of our trinketries and we pick out, pull them out, pull out the sorrow, pull out the bitterness. And we play with them and we have a little pity party. We have a little play time with our dysfunctions. And we begin to commiserate and enjoy. And then the other negative spirits join in. And before you know it, we have a whole house of party. Favors created by God's enemy. Depression. Dysfunction, neglect, abandonment. So many people suffer from abandonment issues. I was one of them, I know. Feeling and then transferring all that onto God. Feeling that God doesn't love you because this happened to you. God doesn't love you because that happened to you. God doesn't care about you because this went down in your life. Not realizing that it is your heart relationship to Christ. That's the problem. You signed the insurance policy, but you didn't read through the fine print. When you sign on the line, Lord, save me. If you read the policy, it would say, I want to be in your life 24-7. I want to know what you're thinking about. I already know, but I want you to tell me. If you sign, if you read the policy, you'd see that there was an exchange policy. There's an exchange program that you can exchange all the ills of the world. You can exchange everything that the enemy tried to destroy you. There's an exchange policy. There's an exchange clause in that policy. You don't have to live out that molestation. You don't have to live out that dysfunction. You don't have to live out that neglect. You don't have to live out that abandonment. You don't have to live in it. In fact, when you signed the policy, you canceled all of those agreements. But you didn't read the policy, so you don't know that. You don't have a heart relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Then you're born again. What a tragedy. In the making. You got to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ is a personal God. He's personal to every single individual. Individual, He's personal. He wants to be involved in everything in your life. In fact, there is no area of your life he don't want to touch. He don't want to clean up. He wants to clean up your heart space so you got room for his provisions. He wants to clean up those old broken down vehicles in your heart that don't go anywhere anymore. Just go round around in misery, round around in dysfunction, round around in neglect. You're traveling round and round in the same broken down vehicle of iniquity. He wants to give you something else to ride. He wants to clean out your heart. And that can be devastating to people. They don't want to go through the process of God cleaning out their heart. But those that have courage, Lord, give us courage to allow you to clean out our heart. Lord, give us courage. Open our eyes so we might see the benefits of you cleaning out our heart and not having anything to hide. I woke up this morning tender in my heart, loving on the Lord Jesus Christ because I had no offenses against him. Loving on the Lord Jesus Christ because I had no controversy against him. Loving on the Lord Jesus Christ because I had nothing to hide from him. I'm an open book before him anyway. Why not live it out? Why not stretch out in it? Why not enjoy the goodness of your Lord Jesus Christ in your heart? Cleaning out the spaces that are negative. Cleaning out the spaces that don't fit who you really are. In the spirit. In your spirit. And your spirit man can rise up. Your spirit man can grow up. Your spirit man can take his proper position in your life. You don't have to be run, run by the dysfunctions of your soul anymore. And the, 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 the silly Desires of your flesh don't have to run you, your life anymore. People searching for love, searching for emotion, searching for feeling, searching for satisfaction among the dead in the world. The Lord Jesus Christ is life, power, love, fulfillment. I woke up this morning feeling fulfilled. My dream has come true. I'm living my dream life in Christ in an obedient heart towards my Lord and Savior. And I'm living my dream by giving him access to my entire vessel. That's a dream come true. That's a dream come true. And I pray for more time to be allowed, Lord, to enjoy this new vehicle that he has. He can ride around in. I want him to beep the horn when it passes by. I want him to roll down the windows and stretch out and ride around in this world. In this vehicle that I am. This temple that I am. This tabernacle that I am. I want him to enjoy being inside of my life. Because I want him to dress it up. I want him to decorate it like he wants it to be decorated. 
This is Keep Me Free with Myron Mayer.